Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Hey, Look, Listen with me, Jonathan Marcy, Owen Rudin. Hey, Marcy, how's it going? It's good. And of course, Liam Sheehan. Hello, guys. Hello, Liam. So today we'll be taking a look back at the wonderful portal. Um, originally released as a part of the Orange Box in 2007 for PC, and then two months later on PS3, Portal is a puzzle platforming video game developed by the wonderful folks at Valve. Players take control of the character shell as they try to guide her through a complex series of rooms using the Aperture Science handheld device, or Portal Gun, all under the watchful and sinister eye of Gladys, an artificial superintelligence computer system. Um, receiving widespread uh, critical acclaim upon its release, Portal was praised for its deadpan humor and unique gameplay. Um, if we go back to 2007, uh, Tom Bradwell from Eurogamer said he gave it a 9 out of 10, uh, citing it, its ending is funny, original, and extremely memorable, as you dismantled the game's very personality and achieve a manner of revenge. Gabe Newell also said it was Valve's best work to date uh, at the time. Um, maybe also... That's still true. Well, they, um, they haven't really done much work. So, no. like, you know, Ooh, you're... Got them. <laughs> Not really, yeah. Just just Portal 2, um, which I'm sure we'll chat about. Um, today, it is looked back upon favorably and regularly makes uh, best games of all time lists and currently sits at number 96 uh, on Metacritic's uh, list of best PC games of all time. Um, so maybe to start us off, uh, Liam, what was your, your very first encounter with uh, the, the lovely Portal? Well, um, unlike our last two games that we did, Mario and um, Metal Gear, we're... We're into two thousands now, aren't we? Around the nineties, so we're, yeah, we're like you know we're in our late teens, you know. I remember memes, and I don't think that word was a thing at the time. Uh, I don't think memes are widespread across the internet, but I literally didn't portal passed me by for at least a year until I started, or maybe less than a year until I started seeing um, stuff on the internet like about you know the cake is a lie. Uh, hundreds of jokes about the cake being a lie and the, the song still alive and i literally was like what is this and then found out it was a uh, a game i was like it, it, i think it's the first time i think it's the first time i ever found out about a game because of like memes i was there a word for them back then internet jokes i have no i don't yeah it's yeah, a very really good point yeah nothing yeah <laughs> yeah but i remember going based on like all that's just a widespread talk and constant jokes about online checking it out and then i bought it on pc which is very rare for me because i i'm a console gamer but i bought it on pc and absolutely fell in love with it yeah i'm pretty sure that um my first encounter with it was actually seeing the original i suppose you could call it prototype which was um it was a i believe it was a university uh, final year project and i remember you know, back in those very, very early days of of uh, the internet for us, really, um, seeing this, uh, seeing this game, and I just remember the aesthetic of it, um, just from I believe it was just like it was almost Doom esque, mm. but it took advantage of obviously the portal gun, and I remember even from those early days, Valve purchasing. Well, I suppose I suppose purchasing the IP, but also hiring all of the students who actually worked on that game. It's a real and, feel good story. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it really, really is, and it actually, it you know, I was almost thinking of of um, like switching degrees at that time. Of like, my God, it's like if 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 I can switch to like a comp sys degree, or if now is maybe my time to get into computer game development because who knows, Valve might buy my final year project. Um, but you know, and then seeing like the end product of 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 the uh, 
the origin. Um, as Liam said, it was a really feel-good story, but I, 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 rem- I came late to the game. Uh, I remember that. I, I didn't get my hands on the orange box until years after you guys had it, I think. Yeah, I just remember it was, and this shows you how behind the times Ireland is maybe, but that was the last game I downloaded with dial-up. Is that, is that absolutely nice. insane? Yeah, and I remember it took forever. Um, but same as Liam, I discovered it. Um, I, I didn't even know where you would go to find memes back in 2007, but wherever they were, uh, it was, yeah, Kegs Lie, still alive and all that kind of stuff. Bebo, Marcy. That was the days of Bebo. Was 2007 <laughs> still Bebo? It might have been. Oh, Share by the, the way, Bebo's now, dog. Back. Share <laughs> the love. I can't talk about Bebo because the, the CEO of Bebo blocked me on Twitter two weeks ago. Maybe we can talk about that later. Maybe we can't for legal reasons. Um, but I know it took it took 11 hours to download Portal. Um, yeah. So your first memory is just pain. Your first memory is just like being yeah. really annoyed about downloading it. Yeah, very, very upset. Um, and then when I finished it, uh, saying to my brother at the time, that was an amazing game but it took almost four times as long to download it as it did to finish it, which was quite upsetting. Um, that is very upsetting. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious. Did So, Liam, you were kind of talking about, you know, you, you obviously don't play your console gamer, not too big into PC games. Did you did you download it, Steam? Did you play anything else in the orange box, or was it just Portal? I played Portal for... I'm starting to think, and I could be wrong now. I don't want to poison the water here. Was Portal available individually before the the orange box became a thing? Because I remember having played it. Bef- no, it wasn't, no. I definitely downloaded it individually, but I eventually ended up owning the orange box for 360. And that was like the first place I played um, Half-Life 2, which I'd never played before. It was one of my great kind of uh, games that I missed. And... Um, but I'd remember by the time I got the orange box, I played Portal many times because Portal was a game, like you said, it's mad short, but I was obsessed with it. After I, I think it's one of the few games that when I finished it, I think I just started the same day again <laughs> just to like do it again. Is it, is it arguably the greatest puzzle game ever made? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some hyperbole. I I'm you not gonna say anything. To. I'm, I'm not gonna say anything about great greatest puzzle game or anything like that. But I think it is design wise a perfect piece of game design whether or not whether or not whether or not you yeah the first one whether or not you think it's like too short is is a whole other story that could be you know a mark against it but i think every decision that they made in it was perfect i think it's a perfect three hours of game design i i think i'd pop it at number three now for me i don't know if you guys have played the witness um uh, that came out a couple years ago i actually thought it was amazing but i i loved portal but i think portal 2 is is much better um and i don't think it's just down to the fact that it's length or or short or anything like that um i replayed portland in the summer um and it's still hilarious very very funny well written but it's a bit empty do you know what i mean like there's not too much in regards to populating the levels and they're amazing obviously very very, very you know smart and intuitive and blah blah, blah. but i still felt it was a, bit, a bit empty and maybe atmosphere wise as well I think that's a good thing. I think that was a decision that was made. I think because when, like, like Owen said, this was a this was a college game that got um, they got purchased by Valve. They purchased the whole team, and they I think they worked on it for another two years. And Valve kind of helped them change the whole aesthetic. Owen, was it like a fantasy thing you were saying? Was it before Valve? Yeah, got it? yeah, I remember it because they, they were really what they were doing was playing with the uh, the the physics and the mechanics yes. of it. And I think that was that was the the ideation really that Valve purchased um and then you know obviously bringing it into that 
um, Half-Life-esque shell of of an aesthetic, uh, you could say. Um, but yeah, uh, it was like there there wasn't really much of a story from what I remember. It was really a game to, like a show off of what mechanics that were developed. Because when you think when you think about it, like the you know focusing on that apart apart from the design, right? It's like the ingenuity to take into account. Um, gaining you know gaining speed from from how high you're jumping and yeah. how that then ties into the gameplay design which you know Liam has said is perfection like you know it's 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 going back to Miyamoto and perfecting Mario's float mm-hmm. of a jump you know yeah you can make you can make a game all based around jumping which is what Mario is and this is a game all based around shooting two portals it's just a variety of ways that you can utilize that but as far as I know, that was done. That was all in place by the those college students before they were even like uh, plucked out of obscurity. But I was going to say about um, how empty you said it felt, Marcy. Mm. I think Valve really helped them kind of find a better aesthetic for the game, and uh, this whole kind of lab rat thing. And I think the emptiness is very is very on purpose because I think you're supposed to feel kind of alone except for this one voice that's kind of, you know, making fun of you and kind of haunting you through the thing. But I like, I like, I like how empty it feels when you look up and you can see frosted windows and you almost feel like you you should see shadowy figures standing behind it kind of, you know, that you can barely make out, but you don't, you get the feeling from the level design that like, there's no one watching. It's probably just you and this, this AI robot, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just think it, I I think the, all the decisions made to like tell the story, like you're you're focusing on learning how to use portals the game is very like for a short, such a short game it's very slow in teaching you uh, the mechanics of it i think it's about a third of the game is it kind of feels like a tutorial but the story is very much being told while you're learning that it kind of in the back of your head you're kind of like noticing all these things and you can get kind of behind the scenes and kind of you know find out bits of the lab that are kind of ripped out and it's kind of less pristine kind of clinical white yeah and you can kind of yeah that's what i remember from it actually it's it's um, even though, like, I, w- I would get Morrissey's point of the emptiness, but it's so, it's so intentional. And, uh, like, I just remember just a really striking visual um, of the blue and the orange against white. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. as, as that progresses, the, the dirtier everything gets. Yeah. I, I will say I did after at that time I played in the summer, I did a bit of research about it um, not to burst anyone's bubble, but they actually apparently had the levels full of way more stuff uh, like old furniture, like posters, um, like all these old relics from, you know, before the, the incident or whatever it's referred to in the, in the game. Um, but when they were testing it, it was kind of interesting when they were user testing it in the first few weeks of it being completed, um, people would spend like way too much try- time trying to use those objects and kind of yeah. solve the puzzles with that. So they actually took it all out um, to, to kind of yeah. make it a bit more streamlined. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, 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 maybe I looked at it through the, long, the wrong lens. I just, I, I remember though when I played it, I just finished Half-Life 2 um, and I kept expecting to see what was called the G-Man, I think. Uh, just, yeah, yeah just, just pop <laughs> up behind that frosted lass every now and then. No, it's, it's very simple. Like, like, like you just said, I, I love that they knew they might have had all these details in the levels, but they knew that the core game design kind of needed it to be empty and kind of desolate because you needed to know where you could shoot portals and where you couldn't, and, you know, and not get distracted. You, it, it's a very single-focused game. Um, how you get through each chamber, there's a very um, uh, linear way to do it. 
But I think um, another thing why I think it's kind of perfect game design is that there's a linear way to get through that game, but over the years, there's, it's been shown that there's hundreds of ways to do it because the gameplay, the core gameplay is so versatile, so malleable. I just think it's... And it's um, fun, it, yeah, it's funny that you say that because what's going through my head uh, is, you know, a, a game in my mind in terms of like, you know, a point and click or or a puzzle game is that eureka moment and that discovery of something that you might be stuck on for half an hour and when you when you get it it's if it doesn't feel like the game has been cheating you all of this all of this time the tools have been at your disposal and it's just so rewarding when you finally figure it out and it's funny that you say that because i obviously haven't kept up with it because i would have assumed that there is just the one way because I, I assumed that I had also tried every single way of, of solving those puzzles. And it's like um, a modern example would be Breath of the Wild. Have you seen, like, over the last three years, all the ways that people have broken that game that, like, mm-hmm. clearly wasn't intended? I think on a much smaller scale, like, just, just the nature of being able to kind of control your inertia and your speed of flying out of portals, just a many, many ways you could use the simple mechanic just meant that players were eventually going to find ways like ridiculous ways to complete these chambers i never did and even when i replayed the game i was so just like into the idea of doing it again in the same way because i just wanted to kind of experience that game again but we're back in the day i used to love looking at like youtube old youtube videos of um, people breaking that game and like doing those chambers their own way it's still a great game to watch people do speed runs of because yeah. it, it's they, yeah. if they can get it down like I'm, I can't remember the short. I think the shortest I've seen was like twenty odd minutes of someone just absolutely blitzing through the first one and breaking the <laughs> shit, breaking the shit out of it. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose we we should you know maybe talk about the orange box because I seeing as we talked about you know the recent Mario collection um, and how amazing that was, that was sarcasm. Um, <laughs> Uh, the orange box like i don't know do you guys play anything else i know you say you played half-life 2 liam but like team fortress is on as well i think episode one and two as well for half-life yeah i didn't play team fortress 2 um that was so beloved at the time that was almost as beloved as uh, portal was or half-life um same with the kind of internet culture it was all over the place but i have to confess i never played it because just um online shooters have never been my thing but i did that was the orange box was the first time i ever played half-life 2 and half-life 2 episode one and episode two that was kind of the main reason I bought it because I already owned Portal and had no intention of playing Team Fortress. I'll always go back to the fact that uh, at that time, the orange box was probably the greatest deal in video game history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was like we spoke about Game Pass, which has probably taken over um, that mantle. But the fact that you got that massive collection and like, Everything in that collection is as close to a nine or a ten on the scale as you can imagine. And like Team Fortress might not be your team, but uh, our thing. But like you know, that what's that's what really created the character shooter. You know, yeah, um, absolutely. You have a puzzle game. You have a first person shooter. You have a narrative driven game. You have a, an online shooter for sixty bucks or whatever it was at the time, forty euro. Like nothing came close to the value of that thing. And I, I do you know. think they were worried about the lengths of the games? Do you think that's why they stuck them together? Because Portal is short, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 is short, and Half-Life 2 Episode 2 is short. Do, well, do you think they were uh, kind again, of like back in those? Because I, I would have paid full money for Portal. I just think it's, it's a brilliant game. I don't mind about the length, but I understand why they might have thought, we have these brilliant games, but they're all short. People will never pay pay for them, you know? 
because I, I remember I remember reading it. Half Half Life Two isn't that short. I think for what it is, I think it's a no Half Life Two. The core yeah. game is really long. It's just that episode yeah. one and episode two. The two things are like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. I think what, what I remember reading about Portal was that it was intentionally that short because it was an experiment. So they were really, I think, unsure of whether people would take to it, would they enjoy it? Like it is, you know, it has a bit of an atmosphere of Half Life and and maybe Team Fortress, but it's so different. Um, and I, I Portal's one of those games as well where there was nothing like it before it at all. Do you know, it sounds like, like such a cliche, but I don't think there's much you can compare it to um, before it came along as well. So I think it, it was probably maybe edging their bets a little bit by making it that short. Yeah, and I think like you you need to look at the landscape, right? It's like the we didn't have on on console anyway the full robust digital stores that you could get away with of selling something for 20 to 30 bucks. And I think if uh, like Steam would have been around back then because I'm pretty sure that's how I got Team Fortress. Um yeah, of course it was. Um you know, the if that was on console and if the PlayStation network was as robust as it now is and same with uh uh Xbox uh, live in the arcade then yeah sure i think they would have uh, they would have released them uh, individually for a cheaper price but uh i think i think liam's on the ball completely huh for once <laughs> yeah i was ju- i was just thinking there I, I might be getting my years wrong but did, when portal came out in 2007 you said marcia yeah? that's what i said was the whole indie game movement started yet like were, were we getting like xbox um Xbox Live Store with like Braid and all those all those kind of indie short indie puzzle games, or did Portal kind of predate those a little bit? Because I think I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know about the Xbox side, but Steam came out in in two thousand three. I'm like yeah, almost where we get it. Yeah, was the Orange Braid Box was, Portal? No, well, Braid was two thousand and eight, and like you know, uh, like li- like the ones that come to my mind of that are you know Braid. Fez, Limbo, Limbo yeah. um, uh, Super Meat Boy. Those were all post two thousand and seven. I'm I'm not trying to Google it here on the site, um, but yes, what Owen says sounds correct. So uh, the you you mentioned already, Liam, uh, still alive. Um, it's such a good song. I still it's still I still have it on Spotify playlists now. It's still hilarious. It's still really really catchy. Just like a good tune. Um, and I, relevant for today, firstly, actually. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do this podcast to stop thinking about, you know, the real world. Thanks for that. <laughs> about, about big surrender, reminder. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have a couple in my mind when I kind of think of uh, great video game songs, not like scores or soundtracks. Um, but for you guys, what, what other kind of, and we won't stray too far away from Portal, but what other kind of songs come to mind when you think of, you know, really just a song that really kind of matches the game and its its mood really, really well. I wasn't expecting this because my mind immediately went to overly melodramatic, romantic Final Fantasy songs from <laughs> from the PS1 era. Immediately, if you if you say video game song, I'm thinking of like Eyes on Me from Final Fantasy VIII. Something wrong that's loud. Yeah, and like as I told you guys <laughs> off air, like I am playing Final Fantasy VIII right now, and I didn't realize how many or how much that song is actually throughout. Yeah, and that there's actually uh, a lyrical version of that song as well. It plays in the end of it, and it's lovely. And I didn't expect to be ranting about this while doing the portal chat, but <laughs> it's the loveliest video game song ever made. Second I only think, to Still Alive. 
<laughs> I, I think we, we've come. I think we've come back to Final Fantasy in almost every podcast at some point. Uh, well, yeah. then maybe let, maybe let you throw maybe let me throw another uh, moment out with you then that you kind of get your thoughts on it. So, um, I think around the same time, I could be getting the dates way off here. Um, but in the first Red Dead, there's this moment when you, I think you're leaving America, you're going to Mexico for the first time on horseback. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And, you, and you, there hadn't been any kind of lyrical music at all so far. It was all kind of soundtrack and just kind of, you know, wah, wah, wah. It's the only time I'll do that. Did, did you do the whole thing, please? Uh, no, I love it. Um, and uh, Jose Gonzalez popped on. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song at all right now, but I remember just being like, oh, wow. That was a, that was that a was wonderful like a, video. Yeah, that was like, that was a big moment of gaming. I just I just did there. It's really, really cool. Yeah, that wasn't that was different than the two examples we said because you know they're the song Final Fantasy and Portal, but they're just played in the credits. Um, as as cool as that is, actually, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna correct myself. Eyes on Me does play once in Final Fantasy. I don't know why. I, stepped, I don't know why I stepped off my own point, but um, but what did it much better than Eyes on Me was Red Dead Redemption. That bit was like would have been nothing gameplay wise because all you do, you're riding around your horse to get to a new part of the map. That's what you always do in that game. But suddenly, um, a song kicking on suddenly turned it like really atmospheric it got all unforgiven yeah. or something all melancholic yeah. i portal actually does play uh still alive throughout it's through um uh i think radios or like yeah, channels or right. something. you get the kind of the 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 kind of the, the background music for it every now and then yeah you have to i think you find radios behind the kind of like there's supposed to be a guy who kind of got into the cracks of the facility and he's writing like the cake is a lie and, and stuff like that on the wall and i think he has radios back there yeah but do you have another cool thing about still alive is that Portal doesn't have much narrative in it. Like it has brilliant writing, and it does have a really it has a really simple story. But the fact it's only three year, three hours long, and there's not much of a narrative. It still alive might be one of the greatest video game rewards for finishing a game you ever got. You get to the end of it, and just like the ending is kind of nothing. It's a bit nothing like, and then you're just treated to this amazing song, and you don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's actually so true. I because I can picture the that room perfectly. Just a cake on the table. And then just let the song <laughs> kick it off. Like, what did I just play? Um, but yeah, that's so, so, so good. What what do we think um, the odds are of seeing a Portal 3 someday? Um, zero, probably, right? I don't know. I mean, like, Valve kind of surprised everyone with um, Half-Life Alex. Which Constructor? <laughs> oh yeah just, Port, portal bridge constructor oh we said we wouldn't talk about it uh, on, wasn't there a lego thing as well lego portal really yeah there was a there was a lego game it wasn't a portal game but they had, it had portal characters in it i think they got the they got glados back into it and they had like her voice actors that was lego so batman name oh yeah yeah <laughs> no but uh the whole, all, all through the years like the biggest kind of video game kind of ghost game if you will that everyone wanted was half-life 3 half-life, yeah. and i i really want half-life 3 as much as everyone but i've like i've always wanted portal 3 more and i don't know if we're going to get it but the sudden appearance of half-life alex uh, at the beginning of last year um kind of changed my mind that there could be something in the works i don't know to be honest, what do you think I don't know. I, I firstly, I, if it's a VR version of Portal, I, that would just be fascinating to see. I don't know how, yeah, how they could do amazing. that. You know, like just motion sickness would probably be such an issue. Um, I, I wouldn't hold my breath because I think just Valve in general, their whole you know Steam is what they focus on right now. I, that that's it makes sense. Um, and actually, what's their don't they have VR technology? What's it called? Steam Gar? It's um, no, they do. Um, they fuck it. What did they do? 
Sorry, it's not Oculus. They do their they, best. What's they it? Do it just, their best. Is it just Team VR? I can't remember. No, I, th- I think I think theirs is with HTC, uh, the Vive. I'm, I think I think they do theirs with HTC. Uh, my like genuinely, my my two cents about the the thing are, I think you're right, Marcy, in saying that because Steam just makes so much money at this stage. You know, Valve has gone beyond. Uh, being a game developer, right? Like, what's the what's the incentive that that they would, you know, for, from a monetary point of view, there is no incentive. Like, they they can just throw money at it. You know, they'll make money, but in comparison to what they make from Steam on a daily basis, you know, it, it's going to be nothing. I think that the only reason that they would do it, and I do think that we will eventually see a Portal Three, and I think you've touched on it correctly, is a lot of what Valve do pushes the technology that's currently available. And I think Half-Life in particular is always the, the showcase for that. You know, it's, it's in, ter- in terms of graphical prowess, in terms of narrative storytelling, you know, what um, the original Half-Lives uh, have done, it was, always, it was always evolutionary. You know, it was always taking something to the, the, the next stage. Like Half-Life the physics engine. did that. Yeah, the physics engine. Half-Life, Half-Life Alex did that. And from everyone I know who's, who's played it, um, it was the first real showcase for them of, okay, this is uh, legitimately um, hardware that can support a narrative-driven game and a serious game, something that isn't just a, you know, a Beat Saber one-off fun experience or something like that. Um, so if, I think once we get to the stage of, of uh, the technology catching up probably with the concepts they have for Portal 3, then we'll see it. You know, you can't be, you can't be going through portals at a 720p per, per eye or else everyone is going to be vomiting. And fuck it, they could, they could tie that into the gameplay for all we know. They're just that crazy. Like. I think that's interesting because what I was going to say was um, do you think Val I always got the impression that Valve kind of felt like they were done when they did as much as they could with with like with Portal with Portal 1 and Portal 2 I always got the impression that like you know what is there more to do gameplay wise we've kind of we've, we've kind of done this but I think yeah new technology like VR could be a very good and a very Valve reason for them to jump back into that franchise. And people have been like dying for Portal for years and years, but it's kind of like uh, Nintendo do it all the time as well. Like people have been crying out for um, like franchises that are long dead now, like F Zero or Star Fox. But but there's kind of an attitude like well, like like Shigeru Miyamoto has been quoted as saying about F Zero one time. Like I would ask the fans, why do they want it? Like what can we do that we haven't done with that franchise already? That was the impression I always got with Valve and Portal. It's oh, it, it, it's just me guessing, but I think Owen is correct. I think. Like Half Life, Alex has like proven that they they very much want to um, make games for VR. They want to utilize new technology in ways that um, no one else has, and I think Portal could be a brilliant um, avenue for that. Marcy, am I correct in saying did Valve publish um, Left 4 Dead? Were they a publisher, or did they develop? I don't know if they developed it or if they bought. That's theirs, isn't it? I think so. Like it falls under Valve, right? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, I mean, yeah you, bought, so, you bought me that for my birthday, Owen. Yeah, I did. Merry, oh. Happy Christmas, Merry Birthday, whatever. Yeah, Happy um, Birthday. And you know, again, right? I think of like when I think of something like Left for Dead, I think of no other game having the experience with that many on-screen components. 
you know, and I think that like that had never been done at that scale before. But after that, it, it begs the question, like, you know, Miyamoto asked of like, where else do you want us to take this? Like, what else can we do that we haven't done before, except make the same game with different characters and essentially just a different skin, you know? I, I yeah I I get that because like Portal Two did do everything right like what I when I you know we finished Portal One three hours long it's like okay I want I want just more of the same longer but they actually just Portal Two is such a great example of how a sequel improves on a game in almost every single way um, like Stephen Merchant following you around you know the humor was dialed up to ten the co op was I think included I think we played the co op version as well on for a little yeah. bit and like, we finished it. Um, but yeah, I, I think for Portal 3, I don't know, do you think the gaming landscape would adapt, would, would enjoy it and adapt to it as much as it, as it did back in 2007? Like, it, gaming is very, very different now than it was back then. I think, yeah, I think it's a, I think yes, I think it's an incredibly beloved franchise. It's just franchise, just the fact that you see it all over the internet still to this day, people talking about it, people memeing it. I think it's very much still in the collective conscious and I think people really want it. I don't think that's changed since like 2011 when uh, Portal 2 came out, personally, anyway. Yeah, I think, like, I think they need, like, people need to see something that's going to to wow them, right? And I think people need to be wowed, um, especially because just the sheer amount of games. And I, what I actually am thinking of now is something like uh, Ratchet & Clank, A Rift uh, Apart, which takes advantage of SSDs, which we've never seen on a console before. So my mind automatically goes to, what if you take portal tree out of uh, a facility and you have the opportunity to load worlds instantly with yeah. your portal gun like that's the next like doing that and having entire worlds or universes load instantly between you know portal jumps like that's exciting and the potential of that I'd, and that would I'd get like to, me excited yeah i'd like to talk about if, if they did that because people have been wanting an open world portal long before like the technology could do it or not open world but something on a much larger scale and another reason i think valve mightn't have done it is how does that mesh with the philosophy of portals design how do you kind of construct these puzzles how do you construct this um singular kind of route to kind of finagle your way out of a room unless the game has a completely different design philosophy and it's less of a puzzle game. It's more, it's more about the environment. It's more about kind of exploring and uh, traversing this environment with portals. I don't think like I could be wrong and maybe this is, maybe they've been working on it for years. Maybe they've scrapped it and started again. Maybe it's like crazy ambitious. I think the bigger you make portal, the harder and less, it'd be less pure than like uh, yeah. one and two in terms of yeah, um, I think the, how clever those games are. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think the more narrative you add, the less it becomes uh, a portal game. But going back to The Witness uh, as well, I, 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 really such a good game. Um, that that takes place on an open-ended island. Um, and it's obviously, you know, to have a portal or anything like that, but it's a similar concept of you kind of traversing the island, looking for different puzzles and solving them as you go, and then kind of finding out more of the narrative by doing that. Um, man, that sounds really exciting. Portal 3, open world would be incredible. Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of it's what it's like. What do you want from from Portal? And I think I think that's like the biggest thing. You know, it's um, it's more of the same. I think I yeah, and that's I would want more of the same. Um, but as Liam said, is like if you put it into that bigger universe, you really do take the like the essence away from it. But like again, right? If 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 anyone can figure it out, 
Valve can. And I would agree that, like, if you look at all of the countless interviews that have been done with, like, Gabe Newell, like, the amount of games that Valve has cancelled or just, you know, shelved over the last, I think, like, 10 years or something. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, again, right, you go back to the money thing. This is... This is a company that has almost an endless supply of money. You know that their R&D team um, and their just their development team has been ba- probably banging their heads against the wall trying to get this thing off the ground. And I, I'll, I'll go back to my point of like, unless it's really that next step, um, it's probably just not good enough. And I, I, what I actually enjoy of what, of what Valve do. Um, is they you know they recognize companies who can take um, the games to that next step. So I think both of you played it. I know you did anyway, Marcy. I think uh, that uh, Firewatch. Yeah, yeah, you of... played Firewatch. So for like Half Life, Alex, you know they they did what they did with his these yeah, university students. Is I they bought Firewatch like too, Valve yeah. bought out um, Campo Santo, mm. and yeah. they had the writers of of that work on half-life alex because clearly they they saw that they could you know elevate elevate this game and they freaking they put in the valley of the gods on hold because of that and like yeah. people were freaking out about that like it looks so it looks so good and valve were just like nah you know here's a billion dollars like just work out and, and write this like yeah absolutely incredible we've been um talking about the make-believe portal 3 uh, can we like talk about the very real portal 2 more directly because one thing i'll say about it just i i went hyperbole with portal one as well as perfect game design portal two for me is a perfect sequel in every conceivable way and marcy you were waxing lyrical about it a second ago as well like it it does i agree it does everything right um especially um not especially but very notably the opening of that game do you remember the opening of it yeah the i think the intro is one of the best intros it, in a video game that I can remember. Yeah. Um, like I just, the, the idea of that you, you think you're in this lovely little kind of apartment, like little, maybe it's a hotel room. Um, and then suddenly, you know, Steve Merchant's character kind of flies in on a rail and like everything just goes to shit. And again, it's, it's actually kind of going back to own side. It's another demonstration again of, of kind of technology and what Valve were able to do. Cause I've, I remember at that time I'd never seen kind of a building break apart so realistically um, like the physics of everything collapsing around you was, was absolutely incredible. I don't remember much of uh, Portal Two actually having played it with you, Marcy. What what's happened at the? Could you give a quick rundown of the beginning? Of well, the whole see, game? That's, a th- that's another thing, though. Own like if you've only played um, the co-op, there, it's, Portal Two was two games for one. Yeah, well, yeah, the co-op was different. The single player and the co-op were completely different games. Well, uh, mine's blown. Like, it was like a crazy, like another deal, another crazy Valve deal, I guess. I, I, I guess we're about seven hour e- seven hours each. Like Portal Two wasn't like crazy longer than um, than Portal One, but in fact, that there was like two games on it and completely different, different main characters, different stories. Um, okay, was, yeah, you know, I did not. One, one was co op and one wasn't. I hundred percent didn't realize that for sure. I hit it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, 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 I lied to you. I was like, no, this is the game. Oh, this is the fucking <laughs> game, yeah. And where, here I was, where, saying where, $60 for another four-hour game again. Where, where's Steven Merchant? Oh, he'll be in it at the end. Just, yeah, hang in there. Yeah. Uh, I do remember, and I do have very fond memories of of playing that with Marcy. And 
and again thinking to myself while we were playing it of just how intricate and brilliantly designed everything is you know there's there's one thing when you're doing it for a single player but then you know it goes without saying obviously you're doubled down but like i can't even imagine the painstaking process of being a gameplay designer when there is two people to solve that puzzle yeah, it's the hardest thing yeah, they could have done. It's 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 the hardest thing when you kind of think about how do we challenge ourselves to uh, to make an even more integrated and complex game. It's like, well, let's make a co-op. Um, yeah. and a split screen, split screen co-op as well. It was such an achievement. It was um, think, prob- probably the best co-op game I've ever played. I'd say probably the most fun I've ever had playing a co-op game. I, I like that. Just I haven't thought about that deeply. You could you could just name one immediately. Like, oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Mind. What about that time we played Overcooked and Marcy started crying and you started crying? And hey, hey what's one thing I'll say about Portal Two: it didn't make me cry like Overcooked did. But um... <laughs> I will say one thing about Portal Two though is that kind of going back to the idea of limited narrative, you know, and just kind of focusing on the gameplay. Portal Two actually had a pretty decent narrative. You got to know Gladys yeah. an awful lot more. She yeah. kind of, and I think she's 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 an absolutely amazing character as well. A criticism I've heard of that game, it's not one I necessarily agree with, but it's an interesting one. One way that Portal 2 differs from Portal 1 is that it is far more narrative-driven. It's much more concerned with its characters and its story. Does that, do you think, get in the way of the purity of the gameplay? Like, Is Portal 1 kind of more pure because of it? I remember there's one bit in that game where you get into a test chamber and you're like, all right, you're looking around, you're going to like, okay, how do I do this? And then suddenly, like... um. Wheatley, Stephen Merchant's character, breaks through a wall and kind of saves you and goes, hey, go, I'll get you out of here. And that, that's one moment where the story took precedent over the game. Like, they, they designed that to kind of trick you. I think the cake, to, to use the cake, it has its cake and eats it too. But do you think um, do you think Portal 1 might be like a pure puzzle game because of it and Portal 2 is like maybe a better story-driven game? Yeah, I th- well, I th- as someone who hasn't played the story, fucking apparently, <laughs> we were keeping it from you. We were keeping it from you just for this podcast. That, that's we a great question. Yeah, I, my, my cop out is that yeah, the co-op version of Portal Two is that pure, just puzzle yeah. solving experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe the single player is kind of like, hey, we did a bit more of a budget. Um, we got some, you know, we dialed up the humor and a bit of the story. Um, but I, I think it's a fair, sh- it's, yeah, it's a fair shout, Liam, for sure. I also love that, and actually, Liam, it goes back to um, the memification, I suppose, of of Portal, um, that Guillermo del Toro loved it so much, he used Gladys's voice in Pacific Rim as the voice yeah. of the Jaegers in the, uh, uh, as the robots, yeah. did not know yeah. that. Is that Jeez, a word? Now. I haven't thought of that. Gypsy Danger, right? Yeah, Gypsy Danger. But is what a word? Memification? Yeah. Is that a word? No, I don't think so. Is it? Is that what we're talking about? Sorry. Yeah, gla- gla- but uh, Gladys's voice actress is uh, Ellen McLean, and she's like, by all accounts, just like a really cool woman who's really kind of um, always lent into the popularity of the of the character and, and the game. She's like really cool. Gladys is one of the all-time best, I think, video game villains but and video game characters. She's wonderful. Like only she's- knows like a third of the story because we kept... <laughs> The, the, the narrative of Portal 2 away from him. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite all right. Uh, thank God we didn't pick Portal 2. I don't know if you guys remember it, but in terms of other forms of media that Portal spawned, the um, there was a Portal fan movie called Portal No Escape. Um, and 
yeah, it was released in like 2011 ish. And I remember uh, it was one of like the first of these, like, let's see how we can translate a video a, a video game into something that just like looks incredible and i know like they've done it with a uh, dead space is another uh, another notable one um but the director of that uh dan trachtenberg um actually he went on because he did that he went on to direct 10 cloverfields lane as his debut movie as a result of that and now mm. he's gone on to um direct he directed like the first season of the boys and wow. I believe he was originally tapped to, he was attached to direct Uncharted when, before every director in Hollywood dropped out of it. That came out of a Portal fan film. I feel bad for all the people who make Star Wars fan films and just go out into the woods near their house with a, with a couple of like, <laughs> a couple of sticks and then turn them into lightsabers and posts. They never get a career out of that. I feel bad. Ah, for but you, I don't know. You don't know. I, that's true. That's true. I was just being mean. But I the remember last, actually the last couple remember, of Star Wars movies looked like they were made by a bunch of fucking oh, kids. They were so fucking shit. People are going to uh, tune in for this kind of <laughs> takedown of Star Wars. <laughs> One thing we should have talked about actually is I think Portal is a game that really only people who play video games a lot can play. I don't know if you agree with that, but watching Steph play it. Thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna break up. I think. It's, it was, I think it's for sure. It's a way of thinking, right? And I, and Liam's completely correct in saying it's comparable to Breath of the Wild because the physics are so advanced. You know, if, if you need a certain way of thinking of like, you know, only my imagination here is restricting me from solving this puzzle to a certain degree. Yeah, I'd agree with and that. I, and that's and I think that's where like like you know not going off topic too much, but like video games as a whole, like it develops a different side of your brain for puzzle solving. Like the controls aren't technically advanced too much anyway. They're not, but I think there's certain things in the first game in particular, because I think I know Liam touched on it being a bit of a tutorial, but the first game, like you can only shoot portals on certain colored walls that, you know, there's kind of like these uh, almost hidden or veiled video game hints to kind of say, Hey, this is what you're actually supposed to do next. If you can't find it out, um, playing with her, she wasn't able to pick up on those kind of hints. She could solve the puzzles and be like, okay, well, we need to, you need to use gravity to fall this fast and do that. I think it was more kind of just the, the experience of having played video games a lot kind of held her back from playing it. And she's a quadriplegic as well, I should point out. And she's the, she's the only person who's the witcher. <laughs> was she watching you playing? Portal 1 or you talking about you playing co-op Portal 2 with you? We played the co-op of Portal 2. We gave it a go, um, split, split screen, and uh, it was just... I remember, again, I don't want to be harsh on her, but the, no, no, there's no. Two, two times where we've actually... Every episode you've played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, but she can't listen to these, obviously, because she's, she's deaf. Okay, but, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. Um, when we... Uh, there's two times we've had actual arguments over video games. One was Portal 2, and the other one was when she when the first game she ever tried to play was um, The Last of Us. And the idea of having an analog stick separate for the camera... Couldn't couldn't do it. I've never been more frustrated watching someone just kind of they're gone down running in a circle trying to fucking get around the place. But I've, I bet you she got better at it because I think anyone can pick up a game and get good at it. It can be frustrating at first for anyone. I always like to see people kind of embracing games that aren't just kind of you know something simple. 
I know there's a lot to be said about a game that anyone can pick up and play. Like this year, like Among Us got really big. Um, mm. Fall Guys, but I I think like if you pick, if you give it a go, anyone can play The Last of Us. And I think there's a lot of people out there who could be huge video game fans who kind of get blocked off. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a digression, but that's how I feel. No, that's that. fair. It's fair. It makes me look like shit in front of her now, but that's all right. Maybe not. Maybe not the co-op of Portal Two shouldn't be the where you're learning. But uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we've kind of been talking about you know Valve making these incredible games, amazing backlog. They've got Steam, the VR tech. Um, one thing I, I I love about Portal and Half Life in particular is uh, the tools you're given. So with Half Life Two, the gravity gun I think is one of the most like, it's it's built up in the game. And I remember actually when it had come out, reviews talking about it, I was really pumped up for it. Yes, um, yeah. I think it's the same with Portal. I think the Portal gun is one of the most amazing uh, creations um, uh, in video game Definitely. that I can remember. Definitely. Um, it's iconic. Yeah. What, what do you guys think? Is there anything else you guys can kind of think of um, that would kind of rival that? Are you talking game, gameplay-wise or just kind of coolness or both? I think I think whatever you'd like. I think it could be anything, even real life so stuff. A, no, it's not to that. So that's a modern enough one. Uh, it only came out a few years ago. I loved um, Kratos's axe in God of War, the new the yes. new God of War. Yeah, what was it called? Cool. I can't remember what it was called. Man, Frost Axe or something. I, I, I but it was was it? I think it was called Frost Axe actually. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it again. I don't want to get it wrong twice. But um, yeah, that was like similar to the Portal Gun, where it like was a cool tool to use in the game, but also like a lot of the gameplay was designed specifically around the fact that you could throw it and it could fly back into your hand. I think and that's felt, a brilliant one. And it felt so cool to use. You never got tired of the the axe returning yeah. to your hand like, like Taurus Hammer. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so cool. Yeah, like it's, it's funny, right? Because I think there's a difference between like iconic and best. Because like if you think of iconic, you know, you might think like Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII or Sephiroth Sword or or the or like the Master Sword but from the Legend of Zelda, but those don't necessarily give you the satisfaction of of using them compared to something like um the the gravity gun or the portal gun. Um I'd go back to even just the simple like um my God, what was it? Like the crossbar from Half-Life 1. You know, I think there was something about that, that there was like a, there was a nice weight to it at the time. It oh, had the crowbar. A bit like, yeah, it's crowbar, sorry. Um, that it's like, it's, you know, very, very simple. It had a bit of weight to it. I'll always remember breaking out um, at the beginning of that game, using that as your only form of defense. Um but I think there's, you know, one that I would like to touch on is, and a couple of games have done it right. Um, it's a bit boring, but when a game utilizes uh, a bow and arrow um, and a bow, I just think it's super satisfying. Um, and I just have to, you know, I have to give props to The Last of Us 2 for um, for how that was implemented in that game. Um, I think the latest Tomb Raiders did it really well as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think there's a couple of others. I I, I think the uh, like the wrist, um, like the wrist knives. Uh, definitely not saying it correct. The wrist blades from Assassin's Creed, mm. like super satisfying. You know, and that was that was that was something new. Um, and I actually think one that's super unique, and it's the last one I'll say, um, a game I touched on earlier, which is Dead Space, and it's how you yes. use um, like construct you know construction tools. 
as a as a weapon, um, and the fact that it gave uh, you know a different couple of loadouts um, that totally tied into the gameplay mechanics, and it was super important how you dismembered uh, monsters in that game. I think you should chill on that because I think actually we should do Dead Space sometime on this podcast. I'll never, yeah. play I'll never <laughs> tell you right now. I'll never play it. So get someone else because I'm out. No, when we we start doing more episodes, there'll be one specifically around making you play games that scare you, and that'll be kind of our. This is actually a perfect time to wrap us up today. Um, so uh, thank you all uh, for tuning in to listen to episode four. Is it four? Four. Three? Three? It's four. four. No. Could be four. Who knows? Maybe we don't. Because of the time in lockdown, but I believe it's the fourth one. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Hey Look Listen with myself, Jonathan Morrissey, Owner Rudin. Thank you all, and Liam Sheehan. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye, everyone. Until next time. Bye.